0: I was sitting at a petrol station last night and Roscommon was coming and my mother of God the window got tapped three times in ten minutes. They are That mad. was the one lad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're mental about yeah. Don't go it. to rock. Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTBAM with Gillette. In association with Movember. Effortless shave magnificent modes. Alright, well the World Cup is uh, started in earnest and I'm delighted to be joined by Republic of Ireland international legend Paki Bonner. Paki, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Uh, delighted and, and happy to be able to talk about football. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, it's all kicked off. Before we talk World Cup we might talk uh, Republic of Ireland and yeah. the friendly window I guess is over and it's all building up now towards towards next March. It feels like a while away but the two keepers got their got their game each Gavin Bizzunu and, and, and Cuevin Kelleher. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good sign for Irish football that you have two keepers at the top of their game like that that are competing for the number one jersey it's, it's fierce competition you've got Mark Travers as well of for
1: course it. listen we're so blessed that we have the three of them you know there was a period probably when I was uh, a young man who's coming after me then Shay, Shay, and Alan Kelly appeared Uh, And then after Shea, we were wondering who's the next. And it's fantastic to see three young goalkeepers uh, almost veying for for, for the number one spot. They're all playing uh, at a good level. Uh, Mark Travers is back in in, in the the team. Uh, And uh, Gavin is is a sensational young man to come through and play with the maturity that he does
0: uh, and at the level he does at this moment in time in his career. So, now we're very blessed in that position. Do you feel like uh, the arguments were made for Cuefie and Kelleher that you know he's, he's getting serious experience with Liverpool with, with Alisson and training and all the rest but that maybe a lone move and more game yeah, time, like, I, I, I knew that. you were going to ask that <laughs> question course. and to be honest I, I agree uh, like any young man we're
1: just talking about a young man from Cork uh, Harrington um, uh, earlier on uh, I think at round about age 23 you've got to get game time you've got to get out listen he's going to be training with the best one of the best who's going to be in the World Cup Alison um, at, a, at a big club at Liverpool but you cannot beat game time uh, and getting out uh, getting among uh, Players making decisions because it's all about decision making. Building up enough decision making within that brain that when it comes to it comes to the big games and when you play, that it com- becomes an almost an automatic response. Uh, and that can be done in training or it can be done in game time. Unfortunately for Keaveny, he's not getting probably enough
0: games. Well, Gavin has probably built that up through his game time, which is interesting. You know, when you look at it that way, hundred um, percent. I guess it's been an interesting number of months and even a year for for Stephen Kenny and, and look he's, we've had the two friendlies now and he's blooding young players as well but it's, it's difficult for him because I guess it's a results based business as well and look I know you're on the FAI board but when you're looking ahead and, and you're seeing the the group that, that faces us in the Euros it, it's not the easiest Netherlands and, and, and France in the same group.
1: No and, and you're hoping maybe that, that France and Netherlands come off the World Cup but with with maybe... Demotivated, or maybe that they're, they're take the eye off the off the ball a little bit. Uh, Van Gaal will be gone, I'm sure. After this World Cup, the uh, will probably be gone also. So that might be a bit of a change. Uh, maybe they, maybe some players gone also. Uh, but listen, they're quality, two quality international teams. They, they will probably maybe be even into the quarterfinals or semifinals, even maybe the final of this World Cup. So it's going to be no easy task, but. We have a young group, um, Stephen is bl- trying to blend them, trying to come up with a formula that we can win games. Uh, we know that they can actually play good football uh, to a point, but uh, maybe short in a few areas still. Uh, but that's an ongoing process. Trying to find one or two, maybe they can complement and get the balance right within the team. Uh, but it's, it's, it's work in progress and it has to keep going. And hopefully, we can get off to the right start in the next qualifier.
0: Must be the most high profile and, and stressful job in, in, in Ireland. Maybe it's certainly an Irish sport because it's funny you see split between the fans, the Kenny in and Kenny out. It seems every game or every window it's a referendum over, over his position which must be difficult for a manager you know it's, it's results based business as I said so it's, it's stressful.
1: Listen every manager knows when they're in, in a position like that there's stress, there's pressure you've got to handle it, uh, sometimes you, you know for Stephen, he lives in the country so he has it every day walking up and down the street or wherever he goes uh, some managers don't live in the country and they get away from it um, but that's the nature of the beast um, but also I think every manager knows that Yes, you have to change the squad. It takes a bit of time. You've got to get players in, but you've got to get results at the end of it all. And time, uh, over a period of time, you want to try and qualify. That's, that's your job and that's what you are doing. But I think while any manager's in the position, uh, you've got to try to give them 100% support and help. Um, and uh, I think the fans have done that very well. Look, we had forty over forty thousand against Norway. It wasn't the best game in the world. We lacked a little bit of penetration. Stephen knows that. But the fans were there, and they were giving them one hundred percent support, and giving a good group of young players every every help to to mature and get themselves into into finals. And I think that's where where these players will really mature if they can get create that sort of get over that hurdle of qualification. Uh, and then people will take notice. The big clubs will take notice of of some of our young players that they actually can perform at that level.
0: But you have to do it. You've got to go out and do it. Um, I know Stephen's planning to head over, and, you know, taking a few games, especially the games that involve an Ireland's future opponents. And um, what are you most looking forward to seeing in, in the World Cup on the pitch yourself? Like in terms of teams, predictions for who who might win it or dark horses, that sort of thing. It's
1: an interesting tournament, isn't it? Because the timing of it. Like, so normally we have a big build up. We, we've time to make up our mind of it. Teams and see the results. That uh, sometimes that doesn't tell you the full tale. But but you have a time, and then you, you sort of the marketing and all of that sort of build up happens. This time we're kind of almost straight into it. We've just finished the league seasons and run around, around the world, and then suddenly there's this break, and within two weeks we start a World Cup. So so that's that's uh, an interesting. The players may be fitter, they may be sharper. I do expect a hype even though it's going to be very warm conditions I do expect some teams to go out and press high uh, and, and try to maintain a sort of Champions League type of form that some of the clubs have shown into international football because that's what they're used to. It'll be interesting to see what the players get injured yeah. uh, because you know a lot of players now have gone from a club environment into an international environment without much time for adaptation. So that'll be interesting to see how some of the players get on from that perspective. But I, I think uh, I'm looking for an exciting one. Uh, I think the young players, especially, you know, the likes of Vinicius Junior, Rodri, and uh, Rodrigo, and. and uh, those kind of Valverde with Uruguay, those those young players who are emerging in Champions League to show now what they can do, and then the older guys like Messi and these guys, there's the swan song. Can they go out on a, on a real high? And there's this big challenge between Ronaldo and Messi to see who's gonna light up this World Cup. Sounds like
0: you're leaning towards the South American teams.
1: Somewhere. Yeah, a, a little bit. I think I think I watched Argentina against uh, England, or sorry, against Italy down in Wembley. Uh, I was at the game, and I thought Argentina was superb. Uh, I thought they were really strong, um, you know, and, and a lot of them players we see them in the Champions League, but but they're not the stars. But when they blend themselves into a, a good, strong, um, I think s- strong collective group with a few stars and among it, then they become really a really sensational team.
0: It's crazy work up from a number of vantage points. Obviously, it's, it, it's unprecedented in terms of just Qatar and the selection process and how they got the the. the Gig in the first place, I guess, um, and even today, just to all the one love armband, you know, England, we're going to wear it, and now they're not going to wear it, and a number of countries have come out and said the same, essentially. So, what's your take on well I the think, other side of Qatar, I suppose? Yeah, well, I think the FBI,
1: <coughs> and as a board member, we've made it very clear that we support uh, immigrant workers and their their task, um, and and all all the other people uh, that has has uh, been talked about. Um, uh, I think we, we're we very clear in what we have said, and we we also have said that maybe this time we can use football to highlight some of these issues, uh, and hopefully things will be better for the community in Qatar after the World Cup and so on. Uh, and I think that's the message. I think we, we have to we have to deliver here that football can be something to get those those uh, positive messages out. To say that that uh, everybody's equal and everybody should be should be equal on the field of play and the ones who come and support also the teams.
0: I suppose I'd even I was chatting to Noel Mooney recently and he was kinda of pointing out, you know, from the Football Association of Wales perspective, I guess they were gonna leave it up to, to players themselves, you know, leaders leaders groups within the, the players if they wanted to, to perform some actions during matches, so be it. It might it might be the wisest Move, yeah, I, suppose, I, 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 I
1: think players will focus on the football. You know, they'll go out there. They'll, they'll yes, they can wear armbands. They can maybe have the, But but in, in terms of if you get caught up in other things, then you're not going to be focused on what your job is, at football. So I think they'll focus mainly on the football, and then maybe in interviews and so on. Afterwards, they'll make their point. And listen, these are these are. Um, Entities on their own now, footballers, aren't they? You know, you're, nobody can control them. Nobody can say what they should say, and they're they, they are leaders, uh, and they're leaders for for sport as international. So, so they will come out and say their bit.
0: It, one of the things I was chatting to Noel Mooney about was the the Euro twenty twenty eight bid, this prospective bid between our, ourselves and England and Wales and Scotland, um, and Northern Ireland, of course. But what's your take on that? Like, it, it could be something that, you know, on the one hand, costs a lot of money, but the other hand, it will inspire a lot of young. Players well. I, I,
1: I, I can't, uh, I can't uh, see why people would object to having a, having a Euros here in Ireland and Scotland and England and Wales and Northern Ireland. I, I just can't see it because I, I think if I was a young man um, when I look back to my own day, we used to look to further afield for, for inspiration from football, to have it in our own country would be incredible for our young generation uh, so I, I'm, I'm all for it to be perfectly honest and I know there is cost to it but maybe the, the, the results and whatever happens thereafter might outweigh the,
0: the financial cost um, I suppose every time the World Cup rolls around Packy, every, every four years you're reminded of the name Daniel Timofte, and it just comes <laughs> up naturally like is it the case I remember watching an interview years ago with, um, with Neil Armstrong and he was yeah. almost getting sick of being asked to be walking on the moon do you know like is it the case with yourself that so many years later it's Especially every four years, it seems to crop up in these memories you're asked about, the same split-second moment. It's amazing,
1: you know, if, if you went around Europe or the world and you asked uh, about Daniel Timofti, nobody probably remembers him, <laughs> but here in Ireland, everybody remembers <laughs> Daniel Timofti, uh, which is quite incredible. Um, I spoke to him, you know, uh, in an interview many years ago, and, and it was really nice to be able to, to speak to him about how his life went and so on and so forth, and how the, how... The, both of us coming together, him missing it, me saving, it, how it affected both our lives, uh, and that. But it's listen, it's in my DNA, it's in his DNA, uh, and uh, we can't get rid of it. To be honest, you know, and I don't mind people talking about it. To be honest, I, I, to be honest, it's, it's a good, me- good memory. Eights. It's a good memory. There's there emotion around it also?
0: So you kept in touch for a small bit after the World Cup, then? Yeah,
1: I was I was asked to to talk to him. Just just uh, somebody was doing an interview with him, and we were we were speaking on a. On a Podcast, whatever, and uh, yeah, he had spoken about. I I wanted to know really from him was, um, you know, what was going through his mind. I know what was going through my mind, (laughs) leading it up, but I want to know. And he had he had mentioned that one of his players had said to him that I was slow going down on my right hand side. Uh, and uh, to, to put it that said, he normally hits the penalty down the middle. That that was that's what he said to me. Absolutely, and, and uh, he says he changed his mind. And you can imagine if he didn't change his mind, <laughs> where would we be? Sliding like doors moment. <laughs> Jesus, yeah,
0: well, you weren't too slow getting down your right hand side. Yeah, that day. well,
1: that day, that day. But that's, that's what that's what uh, analysis can be wrong. Also,
0: yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Funny, we had we had John Aldridge on a, on a road show there in the last week or two, and um, he got very emotional talking about Jack Charlton and yeah. what he meant to, to Irish football and. He made the very valid point, you know, in terms of a statue of, of Jack, there's none, and 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 even you know whether it's around the Viva Stadium, someone joked that it could be in the middle of the Walkinstown roundabout. After all the uh, yeah, celebrations yeah, yeah. in Halle ninety, but I mean, do you think there should be some sort of commemoration to Jack at the Viva Stadium? It yeah, be I think I
1: commemorations of, of individuals is a good thing. I, I, you know, I'm very attached to Sally Football Club because I played there for 17 years, and they've got their uh, statues outside of the Jock's of of. Uh, <coughs> you know, Jimmy Johnson of those kind of people, uh, Billy McNeil and that. And, and it's always nice because fans go up and, and, and get their pictures taken and they're there for, for forevermore. Um, and it would be nice, not just Jack, but maybe other people um, that has gone in the past, mm. also maybe people in the future. But it would be nice to have that around. And I know it was shared with rugby and there's not maybe uh, that that same Kinda of almost reason. Maybe there's a few rugby people too. Of, of course, course that would be up there. So, but it's nice to have those those places to go to be and keep the memory alive. That's for sure. Because Jack was special to all of us. All mm-hmm. of us guys. Uh, I know he would have his, have his critics also, like everybody in football, uh, even when he was so so successful over here, there was people criticizing him for the way he played the game and so on and so forth, and we could have done better but that 's the the nature of of football. we all have an opinion, we all love it, and that 's why why we talk about it, and that 's why we 're talking about it today again <laughs> also, uh, but in the, in, the, in the memory of jack of of what he achieved and what he brought to the country and what he, what he did for us, us group of players to uh, Ignite the country a little bit and, uh, and 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 really start something that was very very special for for all of us and especially you guys at the age you were I don't know what age you were you were probably only a gasser only a, only a yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah Um you mentioned Celtic there Packy, and I know that, like the, the disappointing Champions League campaign but what are your thoughts on what Ange Postacoglu has been doing at, at Park? Because there's been positive stuff and we're seeing the news today that Giovanni Valbrancourt has been sacked Oh, he from was in, Rangers oh he's gone from the Rangers he's I gone. didn't he's get that news sorry so, wow. uh, it's only in the last hour or two wow, so um, wow. it's it's an interesting time at Selig like you're, you're seeing you know Rangers struggling and he's certainly been a nice brand of football under Ange Postecoglou.
1: I've I've done most of the games all season uh, because I work for BBC over by, and uh, it's been a pleasure actually. <laughs> it's a pleasure when, when you're working <clears throat> and you're not not having to do a critique all the yes. time on on what they're doing wrong. Uh, the critique is on everything positive. What he's been able to do in a, in a year and a half, really, to come in. Uh, changed the whole squad around mm. was incredible. Last one, though, in January, when they brought in the Japanese, just gave them the edge and everybody else. Yeah. Um, um, and he'd probably do it again, he'd probably bring in one or two more. Uh, the way that he plays, the intensity he plays, what. Um, He's got players who are very, very technical. There's some of them going to the World Cup. Barn mm. Moy is going. Uh, Carter Vickers is going, which is fantastic. Maeda is going with Japan. So it's going to be nice to see how they get on in their countries. But over in Scotland, they're, they're back to ruling the roost over there. Uh, and I think, I think it's all down to the manager. I think the way... And he's calm he doesn't get carried away too much he mm. doesn't go over the top and he doesn't go too low and things aren't going so well even within the Champions League it was really interesting narrative if you look at it Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has been sacked maybe he was too negative when he came out and the fans didn't like it even though the you know they, they lost badly but so did Celtic Celtic lost a lot of games also but the narrative that Ange Postacoglu was supposed to bring out was much more positive, mm. much more about we keep playing our, our game keep doing the right thing and it'll come right uh, and that then sort of can almost, the fans were happy with that and he did see them create a lot, a lot of chances within the games and I think then he was able to back that up by, by maybe using the stats around that uh, to, to back up his narrative and uh, they love him.
0: Yeah, big time. Uh, can, I, can I just ask you, finally, Packy, And it was something that uh, it was a lovely moment before the before the uh, the Norway friendly. I think it was where uh, little kids from Kriesla in oh, Donegal I, came out yeah. and, and look. That's that's look. It's tough for everyone in Donegal, and, yeah. and for some reason, Donegal seems to be a county that's constantly hit by by tragedy in, in many different um, aspects. But that that must have been quite an emotional moment for yourself and everyone in Donegal yeah. but also to see the likes of Seamus Coleman a role model even you know meeting these kids from from Greece that was was a special moment before yeah
1: listen it was, it was a shock what happened you know I was there in the summer I passed through uh, that part I was <coughs> down playing golf and you know and, and a lot of people I spoke to you know used that that place and that garage and and uh, dropped in there on lots and lots of occasions and and uh, for it to happen um, out of nothing was quite an incredible shock for everybody concerned and and the families and and the people that was lost and the families that are affected uh, and that'll go that hurt will go on for a long long time Um, when you're abroad um, we always become very Irish and very Donegalish and we can almost have a have a have a I don't know if we need reasons to be to to bring that Donegalness out in us, but this was certainly one. Uh, we felt for everybody. We prayed with them. Uh, we, we 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 I suppose uh, cried with them to a point, uh, and we felt their 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 real heart and their real sadness um, around the world. And you know, I've spoken to so many people. I went to New York uh, a couple of weeks ago for an Irish uh, Donegal um, Donegal. Um, Dance, and uh, it was the talk. That's that's all that they were talking about, you know, um, and. Uh and hopefully, you know, stuff that maybe has got, gone on since will help these people and help the families to maybe come to terms with it. it take them a long, long time. Uh, so a, t- a tough, tough time. But listen, us Donegal people, were, were, we're strong, we're resilient. We have had a lot of um, disasters in and around my area too, in the sea and so on and so forth. Um, but we stick together uh, and we always do. We talk about each other in Donegal by the way, mm-hmm. but we stick together when we're away from it. Uh, and that. And this is occasion that we all come,
0: come together. Warm words, lovely words. Paki, thanks a million, as always. OTB AM. With Gillette. In association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo.